Hey everybody, I'm Dr. Andy Rourke, and welcome, 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 welcome to the Cone of Shame Veterinary Podcast. Guys, it's summertime in the South, and that means thunderstorms. We are seeing a lot of thunderstorm dogs, a lot of some thunderstorm phobia, dogs tearing apart the house, dogs peeing in the house, uh, just shaking, quivering, pitiful pets who are uh, afraid of thunderstorms. So we got you covered today. I have the one and only Dr. Lisa Radosta back with us. Lisa is a board-certified veterinary behaviorist and the owner of Florida Veterinary Behavior Service, and she lectures nationally and internationally for veterinarians, for their staff, and for lay people. She's written a bunch of textbook chapters. She is the co-author of the book, from Fearful to Fear Free, the ultimate guide for fearful dogs. And she is also the co-founder of Dog Nerds, the best place for online help for troubled pets. Guys, let's get into this episode. This is your show. We're glad you're here. We want to help you in your veterinary career. Welcome to the Cone of Shame. With Dr. Andy Rourke. And we're back. Uh, welcome back, Dr. Lisa Rodasta. I am so glad you came back to see us. I am so glad to be here. <laughs> oh, boy. Good. I have got uh, a bane of my existence as a South Carolina veterinarian in the summertime. Um, my favorite dog breed, the Visla, is in exam room two. And so this is... Uh, uh, Montana is his name. Montana the Visla. They call him Monty. Monty the Visla is uh, about three and a half, going on four years old. He's a male neutered Visla. He is having thunderstorm phobia. So as uh, as the thunderstorms roll in in the afternoons, uh, some days, not other days, he has gotten progressively more uh, anxious, according to the owners. To the point that he's panicking now. They uh, they say that he is starting to scratch the paint off of an interior door as he, um, yeah, as this is the room that he sort of stays in. And they are, they are seeing this door being scratched to pieces. And so they are worried about that. They're worried about him hurting himself. They have tried some over-the-counter stuff. They tried the, the rescue remedy stuff. They uh, have done the CBD oil. And they think it might help, but they don't, they're not convinced, you know, they're kind of maybe placebo, maybe there's something there. They're they're not sure they've done the thunder shirt thing. And again, like uh, there's maybe some benefit, but, but it definitely, this is getting worse. And what they're doing is not making much of a dent now. And they're, they're only worried about the future. So Monty thunderstorm phobia, I'm going to go there in the exam room. I'm going to check the dog out. Um, I've, I've gave him the once over. I don't find anything physically wrong with this dog. You know, he's, he is, he is a athletic, high energy, you know, fairly young Vizsla. How do you treat that? You know, where am I going from here? Yeah. So we are here in this place. I want to go, what should we have done there? So what okay. we should have done back there okay. is we should be using a one page noise aversion handout. You can get one, uh, from Zoetis. On their website, they have a good one. I think that Okino has one. It's one page. It's electronic. You send it with the text that you send to confirm the appointment, and you ask that it be filled out every single time. Technician collects it. So number one, if we had done that, we're not using doctor time. Whoa, there's no doctor time use here. 
It's all yeah. technician time and CCR time. And then the, then you would have been prepared. You would have caught it earlier. So if that had happened, I would be, you know, in a, in a great place when I walked into this exam room. But it didn't happen. Okay, right. fine. I'm but, so but then, let me just say, I, I love it. I love it so much. I mean, any, any way I can, I can utilize my technicians and their training and their knowledge just to, to catch these things earlier on. It's, it's a great opportunity. It gives us really good working information. I'll, uh, I'll, find the, I'll find the handout and put the link in the, in the show notes so people can check it out. Okay. Yeah. Technicians also feel empowered when they're in charge of something. You keep them in your practice mm-hmm. because they get to do more stuff. Than oh, just that, what you tell them to do. Like technician really, boredom is a is a big problem. Uh, as far as losing great people, they get bored, and so yeah. things like this that keep them engaged and, and make them part of the action and and, and help them help pets. Uh, it's, it, they're worth it. Absolutely. So yeah. I go into that exam room and I'm going to ask some basic questions. When does he get upset? The when is it the thunder? Boy, that's great if it's just the thunder. Is it the rain? Is it the rain hitting your skylight? So where is that point where your dog loses it? That's number one. Number right. two, I'm going to determine if it's every time. Because she might say, you know, it's just the worst storms. Again, better prognosis, predictable, only certain storms. Then I'm going to make sure, like you did, that I assess the health of the pet, of course. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask her her schedule. Uh, stay-at-home retired person mm-hmm. versus... People like you and me, managing kids who happen to be home for the summer, insanity, right? right? So the person, the stay-at-home retired person, might just need a PRN medication. They could just give it before they go work out and do yoga. But you and me, we might need something that lasts eight hours. So I'm going to ask those questions first. Okay. That ma- yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Uh, that That's always my, my fear of someone who, you know, I go into the clinic and my dog's at home. And, and often when we're not doing the whole COVID thing, my my wife is uh, at work as well. And so we that, that's kind of how, how I often imagine these cases is two income family, you know, kind of on the go. And the dog is often unsupervised. So that it, does, it definitely makes a, a difference to differentiate. And on that, if I can just add, yeah, this please. is a decision-making question we're talking about right now. How do you decide what medication to choose? Last night, I did a webinar for Vet Girl. The whole webinar is decision-making. How do you know? What class? Like, is it PRN? Is it daily? It's all there. So they can find that webinar. It's like an hour and a half or something. Mm-hmm. And that will help them make a decision of how to proceed in that exam room medically. Gotcha. Okay. So that... That definitely makes a ton of sense. Can you talk to me a little bit about destruction of this door? How do you feel about that? Does that, yeah, when I tell you that this door is getting scratched, I don't know, is that that a big deal? Is that not a big deal? What what flags does that raise for you? It's common and it it raises the urgency flag. That's what the flag that it raises. I have to do something now. And that causes me to make that turn into PRN med. Whenever I have urgency, I can't put on that problem a long-term SSRI, so that's gonna be an antidepressant or a tricyclic antidepressant. I need to put on that a med that works within an hour. I need something that works now. I can also apply to that problem an antidepressant, but it's not gonna work for six weeks. Mm -hmm. So I'm planning for the long-term if I apply that medication, I must apply the PRN to help the patient right now. Okay. So do you, so you just threw out a, a time length 
antidepressant six weeks. Is that really how you feel? I mean, a lot of times we go, oh, you might see benefit in a week or two. You, you think six weeks is what we should be telling people? You absolutely need to be telling them six weeks. What's going to happen is when those serotonin, when that serotonin reuptake transporter gets blockaded, okay, you have this rush of serotonin and you see sedated pets. That's why clients call you and they say, oh my God, it's better. It's been a week. You're, yeah. you're the god of medicine. But then it doesn't, uh, you don't get a sedated pet for six weeks. That wears off. And then in six weeks, you get the anxiety relief. In six weeks, you have the man that you've been dating for six weeks for real. He's got the bathroom door open, the whole thing. Okay? So tell them six weeks. Tell them if you see before, you're lucky. But really, six weeks is where I'm going to judge. Gotcha. That's 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 good. Because I, I've, I'm just being totally honest and transparent. I have had those calls where the clients call me in a week or two and go, this is great. And so I say to the pet owners or have been saying to the pet owners, you know, uh, the study says about six weeks. Honestly, I, we've, I've heard good things in, in even a week or two. And, and I, I say them that I, I'm going to, I'm going to have to walk that back. I, I have to rethink that, but that's why I say it. And you're exactly right. Is that's the story that comes up. Am I, are we worried about self trauma in cases like this? So the dog's scratching at the door. I I'm sure that most of us have seen those bloody pictures does that, I mean, does that happen a lot? Are these the nightmare cases or are these fairly common cases? I, I yeah, I guess what I want to do is that. How concerned am I about scratching at the door turning into serious self-trauma? Do I need to talk about that with the owners? Like, how do, how do we do that? Yeah, you need to be concerned about self-trauma. If there's destruction, there's the potential for self-trauma. And, and what is going to really get you is that it could happen tomorrow. Like he's been scratching at the door for a month and you think to yourself, all right, I got some time to work out the med. Tomorrow he jumps through the window. I had a patient jump out of a second story window, broke the femur. Oh my gosh. So it could happen tomorrow. I think of it like heart disease where you're cruising along. The Dobie's got DCM. He's on Pimo Bendin. He's cruising. And then tomorrow he's in congestive heart failure. You're like, what the heck just happened right here? That is storm phobia. That's what I needed to hear is that. This could be, even though he's been scratching for a month, tomorrow could be the day he goes out the window instead. It could be. And that's why self-mutilation or destruction equals urgency. At minimum, we need a PRN med. Now, there's lots of behavior mod to do as well. Lots that we can do. But right now, we got to get that PRN med on. Okay. You, the last time you were on, we talked about firework phobias and we talked about uh the firework phobia that the client had called on the third of july and we talked about time being of the essence and picking something that we can rely on to get results right now even if it meant some sedation knowing it's probably better to to back down uh in most cases depending on the owner are you having those same thoughts here with thunderstorm phobia as far as this dog is scratching at the door and things like that do you reach for those same sort of prn medications warn the owner, Hey, there might be some sedation here, but we really want to get this under control. Uh, What does that conversation look like? Depends on my pet parent. I can give them two broad options. If they are the parents that we spoke about a minute ago, two working parents gone all day. One option is to just a day board at my clinic. Just let me work out the meds for you in a completely safe way. Start at the bottom of the range and slowly work up and you pick him up every night, of course. But yeah. every day, I will test the meds. I will do your job for you. That is the safest, best way to do this. Bar that is none, genius. Right? I, I don't know why I never even th- <laughs> I've never even thought of that. That is uh, that is so genius. 
So then there's that. The other option is to go the over sedation, not over sedation, the pathway of sedation. And this is the way I explain it to the pet parent. I say, if you can do this, if you can test these meds for me each day and update my nurse, then we can get this done at home. But if you are feeling like that's not possible, you get home at six and then, you know, kids go loony between six and nine. So then you manage your kids and you can't test these meds, then just drop the dog off with me each day. So I give them the option, whatever is best for them. That makes so much sense. All right. This is perfect. I think I've got what I need to do here. One thing that I always mention, especially with the Vislas, uh, the Weimaraners, I mean, they're, they're, these are high-strung dogs where we sort of tend to, at least I tend to see things like the phobias in these high-strung dogs. I always try to make the point to the owners that, and again, I, I want you to tell me if this is dumb or tell me if I'm doing harm. I, I don't think I am. I hope not. We're going to find out right now. Um, a tired dog is a good dog and exercise is great stress management. And so I don't say that exclusively, but I always say with the Vizsla, with, with those dogs, if we can make sure these dogs are getting plenty of exercise, they're getting outside, you know, if, if we can, if we can tire them out, that is a level of stress management. It doesn't cost anything. I, I, I think I advocate for it because I feel like it's a big part of quality of life for these dogs. But am I on the scale of that is extremely useful, wonderful advice to Andy, you're kidding yourself. Uh, how, 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 how beneficial is taking these high strung dogs and really trying to make sure they get outside time, they get and real exercise it is help me there. Uh, so on a scale of one to 10, it's probably a six or a seven. Here's the things we want to consider. Number one, we want them to know, just like we would tell them that a cavalier is predisposed to make a lot of visits to the cardiologist, mm -hmm. a Weimaraner and a Vigila, we know are predisposed to have these kinds of behavior, but a predisposition is not a prediction, right? So mm -hmm. we can change the course of things. I always tell them DNA doesn't equal destiny. Okay. okay, so we can change the course. That's number one. And then number two, think about the studies that we have at least. Okay, tell us that the exercise has to be vigorous to reduce stress and that the stress reduction is short-lived because the neurochemicals that reduce stress are eliminated pretty quickly from your body. And if you think of you and I, so I'm one of those insane workout people where I used to do marathons, but I kept having to have surgery. So mm -hmm. now I'm on the gravel bike for four hours at a time. And yep. I do come home tired, but that doesn't make me less irritable when they just pile the sink full of dishes and the dishwasher's empty and they just will not put a single dish in the empty dishwasher. Yeah. So think about just logically. So what we know is the exercise has to be vigorous. In Southeast Florida and where you are, honestly, it's hard to do that at this time of year. Yeah, it's hard. You're right. It is hard yeah. to get them out and exercise them in July in South Carolina. It's hard. So it's a good thing to do. It will not fix our problems. It certainly might help. What is going to help is behavior modification. That's what's really going to push us to low drug doses and a really positive outcome. Okay, perfect. That's awesome. That's what I needed to hear. I think I've uh, got everything that I need. Where can people find you? Because you have wonderful resources. You have a lot of resources. Where do they go to find that if, yeah, uh, if so they want to learn more? There's three places I want them to go. You can go to my website at flvetbehavior.com. You can go to fearfreepets.com. You can go to fearfree, I have four, sorry. You can mm -hmm. go to fearfreehappyhomes.com and you can go to therealdognerds.com. The Real Dog Nerds is a company I started with a, a friend of mine. It has two programs on it. And one is noise phobia, hooray, 
very yeah. timely, and one is reactivity. So the, the thing is, this is how I feel for vets. Just know your meds. Just know you have to prescribe behavior mod. If you send them to dog nerds, I've written those programs. 50 okay. videos and handouts, they'll be fine. Tell me, tell me about dog nerds, because I, I, I didn't, I've not heard of this before. This is, this is a new one for me. I, so I just, I think I just love the name. Uh, so tell me real quick. So, so Unifriend started this uh, for, for reactivity and noise phobias. Uh, online video courses, are they aimed at pet owners or are they vet professionals? Like, help, help me see that. They're aimed at pet owners. We have had veterinary professionals take the courses and a lot of veterinary technicians take the courses. They are the only courses aimed at pet owners written by a veterinary behaviorist. And our mission is to deliver that level of care to people in Idaho and Iowa and Nebraska who have no chance of finding a veterinary behaviorist. So we talk about meds, not specific meds, but when should you talk to your vet? Don't go to your vet and say you don't want meds. Listen to what your vet has to say. This is how you need to give the meds. Because for storms, you have to give them two hours prior to the storm. This right. is how you figure that out. Look at, I show videos of dogs limping and a dog who was drinking out of a bowl by extending his neck. I said, this dog has neck pain. You need to go to your vet. So we cover not only the behavior mod, but the, the, the entire physical nature of being sick. So it, it's a it's cool, yeah. We have a lot of videos, a lot of handouts, and two dog trainers supporting it. That's awesome. I'm I'm gonna go check that out because that sounds really really cool. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. I love when you're on the show. Will you come back in the future? A million times. Yeah. All right, <laughs> guys. Look forward to future episodes with Dr. Lisa Rodasta. I learn so much uh, when you're here, and I'm just gonna keep bringing you questions because because um, it's important, and uh, and I think that we as a profession have a lot of room to improve. So. Yeah. Thank you for all you do for pets. Thank you for what you do for Fear Free. Thank you for being here. Thank you. All right. And that's our episode. Guys, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it. If you have topics you'd like us to cover, send me an email. The email address is podcast at drandywork.com. That's podcast at d-r-a-n-d-y-r-o-a-r-k.com. And as always, if you're getting a lot out of the episode, please, please, please consider leaving us an honest review on iTunes. It's how people find the podcast. It's how we reach other people. It's how we do good in the world. Uh, that's how you can help. Gang, take care. Be safe. Be well. Have a good summer. And um, just, just, just try to enjoy the chaos. All right? Bye.